We are recording. Very good. Okay. Everybody, it's me, it's Aaron Wittenstein. Hope all is well. We're here with Vulcan 7 Roadmap, where here we teach you how to take one, two, three, four additional listings a week. And we actually, I'm I'm kind of happy when I saw this name come across my desk. It's an old friend, all right, that um, used to be on the pregame show all the time with me. And we got my good buddy. Yeah, he's a good buddy. We, you know, we, I we, hope we we're good buddy. I, you're a good buddy of mine. You're a good buddy right. of mine. Tim Howley from the Ozarks in Missouri. My friend, Talk to me. How you doing today? What's the good word? I'm doing really, really great today. Thanks, Aaron. It's beautiful weather outside. Uh, market's active, and we're doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. But here's the thing: is like Tim and I were talking offline a little before everything started. All he wants to do right now is go golfing. That's all he wants to do. So if we see any type of, I'm going to keep him here for the next hour and 43 minutes just to purposely make sure that he misses his tea time. Okay. So we're going to have the longest edition of Roadmap ever. Um, it's so um so so we were chatting a little bit beforehand. And Tim, how long have you been doing? prospecting lead generation expires for sale by owners um circled like how long have you been doing this for since 2016 yeah okay. i got my license in 2016 and i immediately started prospecting uh got in touch with vulcan that year i've been subscriber the whole time ever since and uh yeah so seven years seven solid years that's crazy that's crazy yeah, uh, yeah. So, it works hey you gotta roll with what works right so um right. So, so kind of talk to me because, you know, doing anything for seven years at a high level, right? It right. kind of has its pluses and its minuses. All right. So can you just walk me through like the progression of where you started, where you kind of went to, where you peaked at, you know, and kind of, you know, up and down a little bit? I would love to. Uh, you mind if I let my dog out? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Go right ahead. Time right, out. Right. I'm going to let the dog out so we can actually have a conversation. <laughs> um... So when I actually went to real estate school, uh, somebody mentioned expireds in real estate school. And I was and I hadn't thought of that concept at all. And I was like, wait a minute. So there's houses that don't sell. And this was in 2016. So it was before the huge market rush. And my teacher said, yeah, actually, you know, there's a very high percentage of houses that don't sell. And, you know, if you've got the time to go contact those people, it's a fantastic lead source. And I, I, when I started real estate, I was switching out of a different, completely different career, working in advertising. Didn't know really much about salesmanship or real estate. And the real reason I wanted to get in was for my own personal benefit um, to invest in real estate. So I wanted to get educated on it. And my biggest worry was I had moved to a city where I didn't know anybody. And how would I get clients? And so when I found out about expireds, I was like, so these are people who want to sell their houses. They want to hire a real estate agent. And for some reason, the house didn't sell. I'm from advertising. I can sell a house, you know. Um, I just need to get in a conversation with them. And so then the next question is, well, how do you find their names and phone numbers? Right. Right. So, Aaron, what's the best system out there for names and phone numbers for expireds? I'm going to roll with Vulcan 7 on that one. I'm going to roll with Vulcan 7 on that one after, you know, being with them for so many years. I tried the others, you know, because I really do believe in getting three bids for a job. So I tried two other lead sources and Vulcan was definitely better yeah. as far as getting me connected to them, you know, getting me the information I needed to be able to talk to them. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, after that, it's really working on scripting. You know, what's your message? 
Um, what are you trying to do for them? What are you trying to do for yourself? And particularly with FISBOs, how do you continue the conversation for a while? Because you need to build that relationship. I think more with FISBOs than expireds before you get hired. But yeah, and so I also immediately recognized listings being a great way to generate buyer leads. So uh, focused in with, with Vulcan and started making phone calls. So, all right. So you started seven years ago, 2016. All right. How long did it take until you actually saw like tangible results? Uh, so 16 was almost a non year for me as far as making money went. I, I think tangible results kind of means a closing with money in it. So let's go with that. Uh, 2017, I closed 36 sides with about 20 of those being listings and probably seven of those being, well, no, probably I know my numbers. So seven of those being expired and fifth votes. So, so go ahead. No, what I was going to uh, say, so you went from zero to 36 transactions within a span of roughly a year. Did I catch that correct? Yeah, I went from zero to zero in nine months. Okay. And then I went from zero to 36 in 12 months. I did 36 that next 12 months. Yeah. So let me just get this straight because I want everybody to hear what we're saying right now. You put in the work, it takes time. It's that simple. Yeah. It takes nine to 12 months to get yourself rocking and rolling anywhere. Took me. But it doesn't take everybody. It, it can. It can though. But it did take me nine months to get educated, get comfortable, get connected, learn my scripts, know my market. And again, remember, I'm in a different market and a different uh, career. So, you know, I think that if you've got, uh, I've seen, you know, family members take off in 90 days. You know, um, I think if you're connected into it and you understand real estate, you can go a lot faster than I did. I've also seen people, you know, at nine months, say, forget this. I need a paycheck. I'm out. So, um, yeah, it takes some time to, to shift gears and to build a business. How did you get through those nine months? Well, you know, I had been successful in my previous career. Um, I am a risk taker. So it's not like I was like, oh, my gosh, I've got to keep a job before I have another job. So how I got through those nine months was just being really focused on what I wanted to do and what my goal was. Um, I figured I could take two years off if I had to. Of course, that would crush me. It would crush my finances to do that. Um, but we lived on the thin. I got three kids, right? Yeah. So explained to the kids, sat the kids down uh, with my wife and explained to them the difference between want and need. And my kids still talk about that conversation. Um, hey, it was a difficult conversation, you know. In 16, so seven years ago, my kids were 12, 9, and 6. So sat my little kids down and explained to them that things were going to be different for the next year, maybe two. Uh, Christmases would be different, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I just threw myself 110% at it, Aaron. You know, I said I didn't try to hang on to my old career. I didn't try to get a part-time job. Um, I knew that I would be successful at what I focused myself on, and I just got super, super focused, took every class that I could, uh, interviewed other agents. I did all the right things. You know, if somebody gave me an idea and it sounded right, I went and did it. I door knocked. I did 50 open houses, um, made a lot of phone calls, read a lot of books, and eventually got confident enough, made enough sense, knew what I was doing, and 
was able to help some people and get hired. See, it's just, it's interesting, especially, you know, when you see new ranges getting in the market, when you see stuff like that, it's nice. And I, I think, I don't think I know that a lot of people struggle in the beginning and, you know, they struggle in the middle, they struggle in the end, you know what I mean? It's a little more struggle at the beginning is the best way to put it. And um, so based on where you were and where you are now, okay, what part of your production are you most proud of? Uh part of my production I'm most proud of. I'm very proud of the fact that I made it as an independent agent. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that I know myself well enough to know that that's my lane. I did start a team, um, worked with four buyers agents and uh, through my, my brokerage encourages team building. And I found that I could make as much money as a single agent, as I could with four buyers agents. And I enjoyed the work more doing it myself rather than building other agents' careers. So, I mean, what am I most proud of? I'm most proud of going through the path and having a career, you know, that I enjoy. And that, uh, I mean, you know, if, if this is my, my time to brag, I'm one of the top agents in my city, you know? So, and every now and then I'll have a month where I am the top agent. And uh, just like with your first side that you close, now you know you can do it, right? And your second side, you close. Now you know you can do it for a career. Well, I've been top agents a couple times. So, heck, who knows? Maybe I'll be top agent of the year one of these times instead of just a month. We'll see. No, I mean, it's just, it's just nice to see that, you know what I mean? And, and it's, uh, like I said, knowing you, it can't happen to a better person, you know, which is, you know, you're very, and I'm, I don't say that, I don't say that lightly, you know, you're a good human being is the best way Thank to put you. it in. You're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. And you, you mentioned to me that you were doing, you, I mean, you, you prospect for seven years, yeah. you're going to feel a little bit of the, uh, you know, the burnout, right? Like it, 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 it happens. When, when did that, cause I mean, it happens to all of us, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's a question how long it lasts for. When would you say the burnout started? When, when did it start happening? You know, I think I struggled consistently from start and through it. Although there are plateaus, yeah. you know what I mean? And there are, there are peaks or valleys and there are plateaus. Um, I mean, the beginning is a, is really is a struggle. It's, it's so fearful of, am I going to be able to make any money at this? Am I wasting my time? Uh, this is in prospecting, you know, this is, this is an activity where you will have a hundred conversations and end up with bupkis, you know, or you might have a hundred conversations and end up with 20 clients, but you've got to go through the time to realize that you're going to have those peaks and valleys. Um, I think where I was able to really take a breath was at about the three year period. And I started getting repeat business from previous clients. This was huge for me to have the phone ring, pick it up and have somebody say, Tim, I would like to list my house with you. Uh, we bought the house three years ago, you know, we're ready to sell. And can you come over and tell us what it's worth? That's not prospecting, right? That's just getting to benefit from the fruits of your earlier labors. Um, and I got to tell you, in order to get that business, you have to stay connected with your clients too. So maybe that is prospecting, but um, 
I don't know. I suppose I probably had a burnout point at around 2021 as we were coming through COVID too. Is this something that I really want to continue? Um, am I going to have to spend the rest of my life making phone calls, which by the way you do. Um, and, you know, sort of making that decision that that's, that's okay. And that, uh, that there's enjoyment there to be had. Um, I'll tell you, Aaron, I think what really got me over the hump of the, of that kind of burnout though, was in making the phone calls, realizing that I'm there to help the other side, you know, certainly I'm there to, as a business for myself, but I remember specifically one day making phone calls and I needed a listing and I'm just grinding through some Facebook ads, old burned out dead Facebook seller ads that I'd had some response to to see if there was anything in there. And this woman picked up the phone and she was like, oh, I'm so glad you called. I've got such a problem here and I need to move and nobody will buy my house. And she was stuck because she, her house was located in a floodplain. Mm-hmm. And the floodplain had been created by a subdivision that had been built uphill from her. It wasn't her fault. The city wouldn't take responsibility and she needed somebody who would commit to finding a solution. And that one really was not about commission at all. You know, it was about helping Ruth and getting Ruth moved in with her son, you know, and getting her house sold so that she would have some money to live off of. Uh, And that's why I realized that this job really is about helping people. Um, I think you realize that much more when you work with buyers because you get that benefit of particularly new home buyers moving young marrieds into their houses. Um, But don't forget that people... You know, when they sell their houses, this is about them getting the most money they can out of the biggest investment they've ever made. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's it's really, it it really helps my heart to be able to look back on the people that I helped. And now I remember a conversation I had with a broker friend of mine in Chicago um, that I went to high school with. And I was really burned out one day and I called up John and I said, John, I just, I just, I can't make another call. It's not that the phone's heavy. It's just, I'm done. And he's like, what's going on? And I told him about a client I had that just took a personal dislike to me. I took him about a client that I had that had been a FISBO that had been a broker earlier that decided that I was doing things, what can I say, incorrectly. And uh, they made a few calls to my broker about how I was handling the situation. And I was just like, I just wasn't in love with people anymore. And John said, how many homes have you sold? And I said, 65. He says, how many buyers have you worked with? And I said, 78. And he said, of those 65 and 78, how many of those people you actually helped that you wish you'd never met? Well, I'm glad I met them all. I'm glad I was able to help them all. And he said, maybe you need to fire a client every now and then, like this one that's giving you all this grief. And that was really good advice. And it really brought me back to think about the people that I had helped, you know, rather than the people who were causing me grief and pain. Um, And I think it's important to be aware that you can't help everybody and it's okay to let them go and give them a referral. Does that answer your question or did I get off on a tangent? Because, you know, No, that was great. I mean, because the thing is, is that you know as well as I do, you can be working with 100 amazing people. I don't like calling clients. They're people. You know what I mean? They're not clients. They're people. 
and you have right. one bad apple, one bad apple, that one bad apple will take over the other hundred that you're working with at that given point. And I know, I think that's a phenomenal piece of advice. I really, really do. And, you know, the thing is, is that at least I think you'll agree with me is when you prospect and you're building that business on a regular basis, it gives you the ability to pick and choose who you want to work with. Right. Because yeah. the thing is, is that, you know, is like, you know what? Sally may just not doing it for me, but I can go pick up the phone and based on my numbers. Okay. I, are you a numbers person at all or no? I am. I'm much yeah. more of a proactive person. I mean, I am sure, a numbers sure. person. I know my numbers, but I'm, I'm more about rather than make a hundred phone calls to get through pieces of business. I'm more about get on the phone and, and just be proactive, do the activities. It will right. work out. When you do the activities, results will follow, right? Exactly. That's good. You know, that's I'm a firm believer, and it actually came up with a good one. It was um, luck is a product of activity. I think that is, phenomenal. I don't know. I just I, I think it's good. I like it. It came up, you know, it came off a Cracker Jack box. So, all right. So I know that you know, based on the conversations that we're having before, is that you make this prospecting fuel other parts of your of your life and other parts of your business. Is that correct? Sure. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about prospecting. Let's talk about lead source a little bit and how to expand on that, right? So I got on my wall right here. What's my top three lead sources? Sphere of influence, expireds, Fizbos, and farming. And in that order, right? So um, one of the things on prospecting then is if your top thing is sphere of influence, how do you expand your sphere of influence? And I had some great advice given to me by a man named Jason Abrams. Um, and Jason uh, came to speak and I got to talk to him individually. And I was like, Jason, I'm just worn out, you know, doing all these phone calls and stuff like that. I just want to, I just want to go out and play golf, have fun, raise my kids. He's like, well, what can you do to turn golf into lead generation? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I've got my friends and, and they know who it is. And he's like, well, wait a minute, let's just take a real step back besides golf. Let's just I, he says, I've given this advice to, to many people. What are three things you love to do? And of those three things, what can you do to turn them into lead generation? And he told me a story of other agents who one of them enjoyed shopping. So she put together a shopping club with all of her friends. And she had like shopping bags printed with her name and phone number on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll start a golf club. You know, I'm in Springfield, Missouri. There's no public golf club here. There's no men's club. Now, there's a senior group, but I'm not quite there yet. But nobody wants to play ball down competitive golf. And I do. Maybe there's like minded people. And that was two years ago. Well, a year and a half ago. Uh, we just finished our second season. I now have 80 members in my golf club. Wow. They all know I'm a real estate agent. I don't have any other real estate agents in my golf club. I'm not sure how that worked out. But uh, not that everybody, I've, I've gotten business out of my golf club and not that everybody uses me, but if they don't, they get a two-stroke penalty, which lets the rest of the club know that, you know, there are consequences to your actions. actions. <laughs> and it also gives me the opportunity to lead generate without really having to call anybody up and say, do you know anybody wants to buy, sell, or invest, right? Yeah, um, and they all stick their elbows in the guy, you know, of like, why didn't you use Tim? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, when my wife or somebody says, maybe you're playing too much golf, you should work harder. I'm like, Oh, I'm working hard. 
You know? <laughs> I'm staying connected. I'm building it. And Aaron, here's an added benefit that I didn't expect was because of my love and my passion for golf and my servant's heart where I want my members to have a good club to go into, um, building that golf club taught me how to build a better business. Makes sense, yeah. Right? Because I got to build my membership. Guess what? That's almost the same thing as building my database. 100%. The activities. Of it, right. You know? So that's... um. That was really was an added benefit. Another thing I did is I'm sure you know about BNI, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Business Networking International. And yeah. I was encouraged to go join a BNI group or start a BNI group a long time ago when I started my my uh, my real estate business because BNI is all about giving referrals inside your group. Um, well, I went and joined Rotary, which is not about business networking or business referrals. It's about community service. Um, and guess what's been the best place for sphere of influence clientele for me is simply donating my time and my energy and a little bit of my money to my community through Rotary and my Rotarians who have some disposable income and able to help their community. Well, they also have nicer houses, right? So to get come list me's from these people, I mean, I, I can't even tell you. It makes me emotional to think about it because not only do they make great friends who've mm -hmm. made my life better, you know, my friends are putting my kids through college, you know, um, by simply using me because they like me, know me, and trust me through these, you know, activities that we do with Rotary. So those are... Two things besides Vulcan that I would suggest for people, if you're looking to grow your sphere, get involved, get involved or possibly create something that other people want to be involved with and be the central figure of it. Be the celebrity, the local celebrity. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this. All right. This is one question I always ask everybody. New agent, you're sitting at your desk. New agent walks across the wall, knocks on. He's like, Tim, I've heard great things about you. Can I have one piece of advice? What would that piece of advice be? Um, the one piece of advice that I give you is you need to stay enthusiastic. Even if you're not, it'll come. Okay. You need to have a lot of energy. All right. Um, when you go into somebody's house and you sit down at their table to talk to them about the next house they're going to buy or the house that they're living in that they want to sell, you better be a pretty positive person. Okay. And don't pick up on that energy. If you're a negative person or you're kind of down or you're talking down to them or you're making it about you, instead of about them, mm -hmm. um, not so good. I have been hired more times by, because I would say, because I, I like to find out too, you know, what, 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 what made you choose me if there's more people involved? Right. And I'm always told it's your energy, it's your th enthusiasm, it's the fact that we felt that you felt you could do the job, so we're going to, you know, so you can do the job. Um, and on top of enthusiasm, make your phone calls. Yeah. And be enthusiastic while you make your phone calls. If you're not having a lot of conversations, Mr. or Mrs. Newbie, uh, you're not going to have a lot of business. You need to have a lot of conversations. And when you feel yourself, you know, saying, oh, I don't know if I can sell your house. You've got this, you know, drainage area next to it. We're probably going to have to listen to the tone of my voice. It's not, hey, let's get this thing sold and get you moved on in your life. Yeah, almost over the top sometimes. 
which makes sense. It's true, you know, because well, you gotta coach them. You gotta yeah, I know. you gotta you gotta pour into them and give them your enthusiasm so that they're enthused too. You gotta you it's it's contagious, right? It's absolutely it's, contagious. It's contagious. I've got sitting right here next to me. Can we see that? Raise ambition, not just your own, raise theirs. Raise theirs, right? Coach them. It's very true. Don't pull positive energy. Yeah. All right, my, my friend, this has been great. This is really, really good stuff. Um, final words. What do you got? What's your final words before before I uh, head out for the day? Oh, I had my first words. Now, what are my final words? Uh, you know what? My final words are expires and fizzbos are a great way to expand your sphere of influence. Um, I think that uh, Aaron really knows what he's doing. Listen to him. Uh, Vulcan's got fantastic data. Now, expires and fizzbos, they can be difficult. They expired for a reason, okay? And for sale by owners are generally really smart people. They don't take this job on because they're afraid uh, that they can't handle the job, right? So you really need to show your value to both of these groups, expires yeah. and fizzbos. You need to know your value, you need to show it to them, and you need to be enthusiastic about it. All right, Tim. So someone has a referral in the Ozarks. How do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Call Tim Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y. My phone number is really easy. 417-323-2323. That number again, 417-323-2323. Michael Jordan, number 23, 323s. Call me up. I, I want to know. I will you got definitely that. close your deal for you. How much did you have to pay to get that number? It's <laughs> the best number I've ever seen in my entire real estate career. All right, everybody. Tim, thank you so much. It's a pleasure catching up with you. Um, we need to talk sooner than later. Um, your energy is just second to none. And everybody, have an amazing rest of the day. Go make some money. Look out for us on Roadmap. Take care. Make your calls. Bye-bye.